Well, good morning to you. We're glad that you're here this morning. This is Danny Smith, and I am your Bible teacher for DK Ministries, and this is DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word podcast, and we are glad that you are here, and we're just going to jump in and get started this morning. If you can find your copy of God's Word, if you'll turn with me to Luke chapter 11, Luke chapter 11, uh, beginning in verse 1. Now, we're going to give you a minute or two to find that, and as you're looking for it, just give you some of the stuff you need to know. Uh, as I said, this is DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word podcast, and I am Danny Smith, your Bible teacher, and you can contact us at dspreacherman at gmail.com, all our case, dspreacherman at gmail.com. We would appreciate you helping us uh, get the word out about these podcasts, helping us grow our audience, if you will. Uh, we, we record these on Anchor. Most people who listen to them listen on Spotify for one reason or another, but they're, they were, are, as far as I know, still available in in a number of other places. Those places don't let us know, uh, but they are still available on Spotify and Anchor. So let people know who listen to podcasts and just, hey, you know, this guy, this guy talks about once a week on Wednesdays and uh, listen to his podcast and you can uh, slip it in there. And, and the goal is to be about 18 to 20 minutes long. We seldom make that, to be honest with you, but that's our goal uh, because a friend of ours reminded us that most people on their drive to work have about 18 to 20 minutes that they can listen to a podcast and one of the things we want to do is make it easy for you to do that. And so that's our goal. Now, whether, <laughs> whether or not we make it very often or whether or not we'll even make it today, who knows? Only God knows, and he hasn't shown me yet. And so anyway, if you were going to get your copy of God's Word, you've got it by now, you've got it open, and you're looking at Luke chapter 11, verse 1. Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Now, I, there's so much in this verse here that uh, I, I don't even know that I can get it all said. But one of the things, and I was reminded this week, as, uh, last week actually, as I was studying, this, getting ready for today and getting ready for the sermon that I preached on this uh, passage at Taylor Creek Baptist Church last week, one of the things that was brought to my attention is that no one ever teaches about the prayer life of John the Baptist. In fact, I, I told our church last Sunday as I <clears throat> talked on this passage that I never, I've never had anybody instruct me about you know how how committed John was in his prayer life, how he prayed, and things like that. I've heard you know I've heard sermons on his diet, on his clothes, on his stand against you know Herod and these things, but but not about his prayer life. That is true. We don't know a lot about his prayer life. We don't have examples of prayers he prayed necessarily or these things, but we do know apparently from what the disciples said here that John prayed. <laughs> there is a church in our area not far from my house that I pass uh, almost every time I go out and uh, come in because usually we go through Macomb, Mississippi, and that's the way we go when we go through Macomb, Mississippi. So <clears throat> the sign says, if praying was your job, would you still be employed? And, and I got to tell you, I read that sign the first time. I kind of smiled. And, and I, you know, every time I pass it, there's another little reaction to it. You say, well, why do you always look at it? Well, because it's right there where you see it. And to be honest with you, I get where I look for it. I see uh, for the guy who has a sign ministry and is a ministry. Uh, he probably doesn't listen to podcasts, probably doesn't have a clue who I am. <laughs> but well, just let you know, you do some things and you don't realize how many people are, are blessed by it and, 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 and you know, hear it, but, um, or whatever the case is, you don't hear a sign, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, but I always look for it, and, and then I begin to think, well, that's probably part of the problem in it. 
a lot of our people who are whose job it is to pray, and by the way, it is our, one of the things in our job description, if you will, is that we should be praying people. And so we should be among the prayers of the world. And lots, a lot of us don't pray enough uh, to stay employed in today's world. Now, true, we live in a world where a lot of people stay employed, <laughs> stay employed when they shouldn't. Uh, and, you know, it's a crazy thing in our society, but it is also true. Most of us know uh, that we do not pray as we should. Another thing I ran into uh, this past week, and both these things really, uh, believe it or not, shaped my thoughts on this passage of Scripture. It, it helped me uh, kind of get things straight. It was uh, on my Facebook page. Now, I tell people all the time, my Facebook page is different than a lot of Facebook pages. Uh, I hear I hear people talk about their Facebook pages and, you know, how much drama and how much this and that. I don't have a lot of that, to be honest, on my Facebook page. Uh, most people who are, you know, who comment on my Facebook page, you know, know who I am and what I am, that kind of stuff. And, and they save that other stuff, I guess, uh, or maybe, you know, maybe you can uh, devise groups that don't get certain things. I don't know exactly how it works, but I miss a lot of that drama. Uh, now, I'll put that word miss in quotation marks because I really don't miss it, quote unquote, but I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> okay. But anyway, one of the things that did make its way to my Facebook page last week was a quote by Francis Chan. Now, he is a well known preacher, uh, Bible uh, spokes, uh, speaker on the Bible, however you want to describe him. And he said, when I find something wrong in the Bible, I disagree with, I assume I'm wrong. And and that, 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 that quote, I didn't go back and see where he had written it or whatever, you know, I don't know what else he said after that, because that's what spoke to me, that I have found things in my life that disagree with what the Bible says. And I've had to learn that, well, that I'm wrong. When it comes to prayer, uh, I've learned that we probably need to agree, you know, we're wrong uh, and we really need to begin to pray. And we need to begin to pray, pray with passion and purity and power and oh, so many things that you know that that I could take up the rest of this podcast and then some, and tell you with all these adjectives that we could pray with. What I'll tell you is that you have to pray within. Uh, I don't know if you want to use the word persona or personality or uh, who you are. Uh, you shouldn't be somebody else or some you know trying to do something else or mimic somebody else as you pray, but you should pray. And so for a few moments today, <clears throat> based on what Luke wrote to us, uh, 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 on what the disciples said about Jesus teaching them how to pray, as John prayed, I want to talk to you, I want to talk to you about how the best way to catch the spirit of prayer. Now, I, I'm not, I'm not really ever developed this anywhere else. I've never really talked about it anywhere else. Uh, I have, I have been in the ministry a long time. I've preached on prayer many times usually somewhat, quote-unquote, reluctantly, because I believe, as I told our, I did tell our church at Taylor Creek this Sunday, I, I believe preaching on prayer is a little bit like preaching on humility. Uh, you know, if you preach on humility, as soon as you preach on humility, people decide you don't have it. <laughs> and, and, and it's kind of that way about prayer. When you preach on prayer, people, you know, think, oh, well, do you really pray like you say, you, you know, like you're trying to tell us, and then you, know, you say your your prayers are more important than my prayers, that kind of stuff. Well, I'm not trying to do any of that, any of that stuff. I'm just trying to teach on prayer and uh, go from there. And I will tell you, that I have over the years. I've been a student of prayer. I've learned a lot about prayer. I have I have been blessed enough to have people around me who pray, who taught me to pray, who uh, <clears throat> they say taught you to pray. Well, prayer is more taught than called than, uh, and who prayed with me. I have I have in my life been members of groups that prayed seriously and uh, consistently. 
I had a group on Monday nights that we met, went out and visited. We come back to the church. There was eight, ten of us. I forget. Uh, been a long time now. And we would discuss the Bible and pray. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be part of a, of, a, of a group of men who met on Sunday mornings at our church, at Greenville Springs Baptist Church, years and years and years ago now. And we'd go in our Sunday school classroom and pray. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I've always wanted to, you know, it's funny, the things you like in life. For example, I like I like cheesecake. And I like good cheesecake, and I like, you know, strawberry cake, and I mean, strawberry cheesecake, and blueberry cheesecake. I always want to have more, although I've had one, I want more. Well, I've always wanted to have another group like that, that um, would gather, uh, and I really didn't care, Sunday morning, Wednesday night, whatever it would be, and fill a room with guys who are praying. Uh, but I've never been able, I've never been able to get that done again. Never, you know, God moved that group in, uh, together, brought us together. We, we, we just had some awesome times in prayer. Saw some great victories, a lot of things happened. And, and then a lot of us, you know, dispersed for different reasons, went to different churches. I answered the call of God. In fact, there were a couple of us in that, in that group that answered the call of God that, uh, and so we went to different places. But anyway, all this is just to, just to say this. I, I have been around and, uh, you know, prayer and, and been around people who really knew how to pray. And uh, I've been blessed in that. And, and so while I don't try to um, speak as an expert on prayer, uh, because while I believe in prayer and do pray every day, uh, I don't know that you become an expert in prayer. I have learned that the best thing to, best thing to do in praying is simply, you know, whatever is, just tell God everything. And so... Uh, let me give you. Let me give you the best way to catch the spirit of prayer. I believe is to number one, center those prayers on Jesus. In other words, uh, <clears throat> yes, you come request. You come with, you know, uh, intercessions, and uh, you come with uh, all kinds of things on your mind, your heart, your soul, your spirit, things you want to share. Things, you, but but come back to uh, centering uh, those prayers on Jesus. Now, uh, after this verse that we read. Uh, Jesus gives what we call the model prayer or the Lord's Prayer. And, uh, you know, you can study that and learn a lot about that. As he centers on God, we need to, you know, we're centered on Jesus. We see, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, I'm the Father one. So just make sure that your focus is on him. And you say, why are you, you harboring that so much? Well, because sometimes in our prayer life, we're not careful. Our focus is on us. What we need, what we think, you know, how we're being, you know, how we're being treated, all these things. And we get away from what we should do. So let's just go back. Let's begin our prayer. And, and, and you say, well, how do I do that? Well, you can praise him, thank him, glorify him, acknowledge him. I mean, there's all kinds of ways. I, I Just to whatever you have to do to center those prayers on Jesus. And, and I just, you know, I just wrote this down and I'm going to just share with you. I, the way that I, I, I suggest I, you know, try to do the, you know, this is by focusing on his will, his way, his word. And certainly my worship of him. And so we, I, when I pray, I, I focus, since we focus our prayers on Jesus. You say, is there a difference between your public prayers and private prayers? Oh, yes, most definitely so. Um, then look, honesty in public prayers is awesome. But there are things that you shouldn't pray in public uh, that you most definitely need to pray about in private. Now, what I would tell you is this. Before you ever share a public prayer, if you need to confess something or deal with something, deal with that with that private prayer shortly before that so that you can pray as a clean vessel, but also you're not letting out stuff that should be between you and the Lord. There are some things that just should not be let out to other people. And when we center those prayers of Jesus, that helps us say this. And number two, engage your faith 
and confess your doubt. <clears throat> now that I know that seems strange for people to go together, but faith and doubt seem to be often walking a path that parallel one another. And I, look, I, look, I'm not here today to preach on faith and doubt. I'm not here today. I, I'm, I'm preaching on prayer, so I don't have time to chase this rabbit. I wish I did, kind of. But to be honest with you, there are many faithful people who, in a moment of difficulty or trial or, or misunderstanding or apprehension or whatever it is, find themselves for a moment stepping on the path of doubt. And when we come to prayer, we should engage our faith. And then we, if we have stepped on that path of doubt, we should confess that. Now, remember what I told you about what Francis Chan said. <clears throat> when I come to something in the Bible that I disagree with, I assume I'm wrong. When I come to something in my prayer life that goes against what God has said or goes against the way God is teaching, I know I need to make a change. And so when I come to my prayer life and when I, and when I see that <clears throat> I have a moment of doubt, I need to get back into faith. And by engaging my faith and confessing my doubt, I can get off the path of doubt and get back on the road of faith. Uh, it's really that simple. You say, oh, it, it sounds simple, but it's really hard. Well, it's hard because it it, it, it requires us to focus and be honest. And, and Lord, you know, I didn't know what was happening here. I didn't understand this, whatever it might be. And then go back and get on the place of faith. And there's so many times in our life where where we can say, oh, I didn't know, I didn't understand, whatever it is. But because we have faith, we can in prayer, leave our doubt. And so we send our number one, send those prayers on Jesus. Uh, number two, we engage our faith and confess our doubt. Number three, we name the problem, our sin, our situation we need to deal with directly, whatever it is. Uh, there are times when we just simply need to take something and just say, Lord, I bring you this. I bring you this, whatever it is. Uh, you know, when I was in school, I'll go back to... Uh, a personal example, which I, 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 it's amazing sometimes. I really hesitate to share personal examples so that I go back and listen to podcasts or think about service because, gosh, why did I share that? I didn't want to share that. That wasn't there. But God raised it in So I want to go back to something uh, in school, when I was in school, and especially at LSU. Well, I didn't know. Um, I became convinced that I needed to get, you know, a, a college degree. We'll just leave it at that. It was <laughs> was a well it was a journey I had <clears throat> to say that I had zero interest in going to college when I got saved would be an understatement uh, now this was a long time ago and uh, there wasn't opportunities like there are now where you can you know do online learning and all this other stuff you had to actually physically go to class you had to actually physically go to college and I didn't take, you know, I didn't do anything to prepare for college in high school, just to be flat out honest with you. I did zero to prepare for college. <laughs> and so I found myself in college, a long story how I got there. But often the problem was, or the reality, really, the situation I needed to deal with was that I was in a semester and I needed God's grace. I needed God's help to uh, get through the semester. And then I needed guidance for the next semester because I, I uh, never wanted to stay in college any longer than I had to. <laughs> and so I approached every semester. We were at LSU, graduated LSU. Uh, I, I, I approached every semester with basically the idea, maybe this is my last one. 
Maybe I, maybe next, you know, maybe next semester God will move me to somewhere else and lead me to do something else. And, uh, you know, in fact, uh, I've told this story a bunch of times, and if you've heard it before, excuse me, uh, but one of the reasons I wound up taking my biology labs, <laughs> freshman biology labs, in my senior semester was I didn't want to take them in case God moved me. <laughs> I wouldn't have to do that. He didn't. And he left me there, and I graduated LSU with those two biology labs all my last semester. Uh, well, but I'd always named that situation, and God would always give me guidance, direction, and peace. And, you know, I like to tell you, uh, I never entered a semester that I doubted uh, that I was in the wrong place. Now, I never entered a semester without asking God to make sure that I could understand where the right place would be the next semester. Uh, just an aside, I had a friend in seminary, uh, not, excuse me, I'm sorry, at LSU in college. Uh, we had both surrendered to the ministries and both had talked about, planned about going to, going to seminary. But our approach was different. Every semester break we got, he went and visited seminaries. And he visited seminaries all over the country. Uh, and every time we, 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 we took Greek together and other classes so we would run into each other, which is something you don't do a lot of times at LSU, especially now. I, you know, I can't even fathom that. I'm sure it's a lot bigger now. <clears throat> but it was a big university, lots of people, and so there are a lot of people that I had one class with and never got a chance to know their name, that kind of stuff. But he, because of, of our majors, and I, well, <clears throat> I'm not sure what his major was. He could have majored in religious studies, as I did, or classical languages, as a lot of people I had classes with, but I had a number of classes with him. And uh, he would always come back and tell these stories of the seminaries he visited and at places he went. And uh, he would always ask me, Danny, where'd you go? That's <laughs> well, you know, I either worked on a paper, and I did that a lot of times in between semesters, uh, or between, you know, semester uh, uh, holiday breaks, things like that. I either worked on a paper or, you know, I was ministering in the church or, or trying to spend some time with the whatever it was. And he would always tell the story that, well, we went to this seminary, that seminary, he was married, he didn't have children at the time. Well, you know, we graduated, moved on, and uh, went elsewhere. And um, so uh, a few years later, I lost contact with him. You never thought about getting his phone number, his address, keeping up with him. Just, you know, guys don't think about that a lot of times. And so um, a few years later, I go to a wedding. Uh, uh, one of our young people in our church was getting married. And I go to a wedding, and I hear a voice that I knew. <laughs> it was that guy. And boy, I was so excited, to be honest with you, uh, to see, because I was curious where he went out of seminary. I was at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary at the time, and, and I go in there, and uh, like I said, it would probably been two or three years uh, since I'd seen him. He, I was getting close to finishing, so I figured he was either finished or getting close. And so, man, I went up, you know, well, I didn't run up, let's be honest, I went up. <laughs> we were dressed for a wedding and, and, and running to shake hands with the guys, that's something guys do in the world I'm from. And so... Uh, Anyway, we shook hands and my friend, hey, how you doing? And then right now, where'd you go to seminary? Or where are you going to seminary? He looked at me and, and kind of uh, gave me a look I can't describe and said, I didn't go. <laughs> I said, what? And I think I said it a little loud, to be honest with you. He, he said, I didn't go. I haven't gone. <sighs> well, I thought then, and, and I think now, you know, we talked. I didn't criticize him. It's not my place to criticize him. I don't know what God's plan was for his life. But I realized for me <clears throat> that one reason I was able to avoid going lots of places I didn't need to go, <laughs> but was able to stay focused and was uh, 
matriculating, as the former coach of the Kansas City Chiefs said one time uh, about a football team uh, going down the, going, you know, toward the goal line, uh, was I was able to name my problem or my sin or my situation and deal with it directly. And a lot of times the situation is, where do we go now? Where do we, you know, Lord, what do we do next? How do we, you know, educationally, what the, what the thing is. Now, we pray much bigger things than that, but, you know, yeah, I, I just wanted to share that example. Okay, let's see. So number one, uh, if we want to catch a spirit of prayer, we center those prayers on Jesus. Number two, we engage our faith, confess our doubt. Uh, number three, we name the problem or sin or situation we need to deal with directly. We don't go around the, you know, we don't go around the bush. We go straight to it. Uh, we then uh, next, and I now lost track of numbers. Okay, uh, we trust God to hear our prayer, to answer our prayer, and to lead us based uh, on the answer to our prayer. And, and, and let's. Oh gosh, I don't really have time to really dive into this, but just this is amazing. Just trust God uh, that God's going to speak, God's going to direct, and then follow the direction and listen to the speaking. Uh, trust God. And, and so let me see which one it is. Number one is center, center our prayers on Jesus. Number two, engage our faith. Number three is name the problem or situation or the sin that we need to deal with. Number four, look at that. I got it for, I got it for you for those people who need numbers. Number four, we trust God to hear our prayer. And to answer our prayer, and to lead us based on the answer to his, to our prayers. Uh, that you know, you often hear people talk about a personal relationship with the Lord. That is part of having a personal relationship where you believe God is going to answer, and you listen to His answers. Number five, you enter boldly to the to the place of grace or the throne of grace, as the writer of the book of Hebrews says. Um, let's come boldly to the throne of grace, and that's where prayer is supposed to take you. Uh, you don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to, you know, sell yourself short. You're worthy by the blood of Christ to come in. So come in and pray. Uh, we're not worthy anything or own anything we have done, but we're worthy because of what he's done. And so we, we do that. And, and then the number six, we resist the urge to be silent. And we speak up and out. There is a time to be silent. The Bible talks about a, a time for everything, but when we pray, it's a time to speak up and to say and to and to share our thoughts. Not not um, not try to talk like somebody else talks or or try to quote other people, but to share what we have on our mind and in our heart. And, and so those are the the ways that I believe that you can catch the spirit of prayer. Number one, center those prayers on Jesus. And then I simply put by that His will, His way, His word, and certainly our worship of Him. Number two, engage our faith and confess our doubt. Number three, name the problem or sin or situation you need to deal with. And yes, by the way, no matter how long we've been saved, if there's sin in our life and sin does creep in, we need to bring it, confess it, repent of it, move away and get out of it. Number four, trust God to hear your prayers and to answer your prayers and to lead you based on his answer to your prayer. Now, I put our then I try to change it there to you to make it more personal. But certainly, this is part of that personal relationship. Number five, we we enter boldly to the place of grace. And then number six, we resist the urge, resist, excuse me, we resist the urge to be silent and speak up and out. And you go, wow, that's six. You know, seven is the number of perfection. You've fallen short. Well, I have, but there's another one. Always go back, and we'll just call this number seven, to the desire to learn how to pray. This is where this begins. 
Lord, teach us to pray. Never move away from the desire to want to learn to pray, to learn how to pray as you should, given all the things that encompass that prayer and that moment. Lord, teach us how we should pray. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, that that's our teaching today on prayer. I'm glad that you're here. I hope that you learned something. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Let us know. DSPreacherMan at gmail.com, all lowercase. Hey, if you don't mind, send us an email today and say, hey, I'm still listening, or uh, a friend turned me on to this. And hey, why don't you do your friends uh, a solid and turn them on to this? I promise you, <clears throat> we're not going to try to sell them something. We're trying to give them something, a thought for the day. And the thought is, we should be today praying people but anyway help us out help us spread the word uh we we record them on anchor they're available on spotify and some other places it is dk ministries proclaiming the word podcast i am danny smith your bible teacher thanks for listening and lord teach us to pray god bless you we will see you next time